Hi, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. My name is Isabel Ross, and I'm the coach at Peak Endurance Coaching. This podcast is a second in a series on the different physical therapies that runners can use to help keep them running. Today, I am talking to Lee Yakavangelo, a physiotherapist. Lee is the clinical director and partner of RISE Health Group, a multidisciplinary, that's a tricky word to say, allied health practice in Roeville and Scoresby. Lee is an experienced physiotherapist whose current responsibilities include the assessment and management of 800 plus athletes at the Roeville Sports Academy, and that's where I go to see Lee for treatment. He possesses an expanded skill set and knowledge in strength and conditioning and athletic development that aids in the development of performance or comprehensive rehabilitation programs. Lee's clinical approach is very broad and can include treatment approaches developed through postgraduate studies in Pilates, dry needling and advanced exercise prescription. His reputation for clinical excellence resulted in his appointment as the head physiotherapist for the Australian indoor hockey team since 2015 and he's a physiotherapist for the Melbourne United Basketball in the NBL since 2019. He currently conducts high-performance programs, strength and conditioning and rehabilitation for professional golfers, Australian-level hockey players and elite ultra-runners including, of course, Nikki Wind, who we all know. Lee is happy to see both novice and sub-elite athletes. I hope you enjoy this conversation that I have with Lee and that you get a lot out of it. Hi, Luke, and welcome to the Peak Endurance Podcast. Hi, Izzy. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How's it all going? Yeah, very good, thanks. That's good. Now, um, I'm talking to you today because obviously you're a physiotherapist and you treat lots of runners. Can you give us a bit of a background on that? Yeah, sure. So I think part of my uh, role at at Rise Health Group is I I treat a variety of uh, athletes, uh, general population, high level uh, adolescents as well. But I do have a special interest in in treating runners. Uh, It all came about um, one of my colleagues... uh, who's the head of admin here, Nikki Wind. Uh, she's, she's an elite runner. She introduced me to a lot of her friends and uh, okay, uh, yep. that's how it, how it all started and, and my interest in, in running, uh, I suppose, was, was born from there. So not only about injuries, but also the performance element as, as yep. well. Yeah. yeah. And um, what are some of the ways, what are some of the modalities that you can use to help runners? Yeah, so look, I, I look at a variety of modalities, but I suppose the biggest one is, is strength. Um, yep. I think that it's, it's a modality um, that's probably not used enough. I think that, truthfully, runners um, historically like that quick fix. Yep. Uh, they, they come in, um, you know, what can, we, what can we do in this session and, and how... So that I can run tomorrow. Yeah, how can I run tomorrow, that's yep. right. Um, and I suppose my approach is, and I think that that's important, I think that it is important to be able to get runners up for big events in, in short periods of time, and, and that's, yeah. that I enjoy that challenge. But in the background, I, I believe that all, all runners should be doing some strength-based yes. um, work yeah. uh, to improve their running and their efficiency of running. Yep, that yeah. sounds fair enough. And now, when should a runner come and see a physio? Look, there's a, a variety of reasons. I think that, you know, for the novice runner or someone that's looking um, at taking up uh, running, I, I would see a physio straight away. I would be looking at, um, you know... If so you mean like even before you start running, just to yeah, just sort yeah, of like I, a prehab kind absolutely. of thing? Absolutely. I think it's a good opportunity for the physio to even look at, at the running gait, looking at the biomechanics. Um, you know, so many times I, I see patients that have got the wrong uh, shoots, and, yeah. and if only they saw the physio first to, for that physio to say, 
look, I think you need a supportive runner, a mutual runner. Um, and, and some people get excited and, and, they, and they go out there, buy their runners on the yeah. weekend and off they go. And I think just a good place to start is, is just having that gait analysis, start, start with the right footwear. Um, and I assume with the gait analysis you, can, analysis, you can sometimes see where the weaknesses are and thus they can work on strengthening those. 100%, that's right. Yeah. You know, looking at they a heel striker, are they a midfoot striker, what, what, um, what's their ability to attenuate shock when, yeah. when they're running? Are they heavy on their feet? And, and straight away, you know, just simple advice like that, even, you know, um, you know, running on concrete versus running on trail services, just yeah. sometimes general advice like that, um, especially runners that are just trying to, to start, I think you touch base with the physio straight away. Yeah, okay, that's a good idea. What about when a runner feels a niggle coming on? Should they just, you know, run through it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, or should they come in and see a physio straight away? Look, it's, it's, it's a great question. I think that the more you run, the more you start to understand your own body. And, yeah. and it is important to, to not to panic and as soon as you always feel that niggle to, to go to a physio straight away. I yeah. think that we need to try and understand our bodies and determine what is general soreness mm. and what is true pain. And, and some of the things that I suppose you can you could look out for is if you noticed um, a painful localised or localised pain, um, that would probably be a flag to go see a physio, especially yeah. if it was persistent or ongoing and it's, and it's not settling, um, compared to maybe more diffuse pain that would might resemble just some general soreness or some, some DOMS. Yeah. Um, you know, from a physio uh, point of view, I think it is important, you know, things that I would look for is if you're experiencing any night pain, I think straight yeah. away you, you do see a physio. If there's any sort of localised hot spots um, around the foot, especially if you think it's bony pain, yeah. um, you know, if you Achilles tendons and, um, you know, and knee pain, once again, I would probably try and touch base with a, a physio for injuries like that, um, rather than you know your, your general soreness, it, yeah. it, it would be, in my opinion, I would be foam rolling, I would be stretching, I'd be looking after your body, maybe even a bit of cross training, a swim, yeah, just to if, relieve yeah, the load re- a bit, relieve yeah. the load a little bit, yeah. change your loads a little bit if your volumes have been too high. Um, I'll try those strategies first before um, coming to see yeah. a physio. So, what are some of the most common injuries that you see? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, I see a lot of Achilles tendons. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of that's born out of the the fact that patients don't have a, a proper program based on progressive load. Yeah, yeah. And so what I normally see when, when I talk to patients is that they're, they're used to going for a three-kilometre run or a five-kilometre run, and then they've had that one session where they've tried that 20K run, and, and yeah. they get that, that spike in their loads, and, and we, get a, we get a flare, especially yeah. the, um, the Achilles tendon. So we call that a reactive um, tendinopathy. The, the other one that we actually see a little bit is when, if you're a sort of a consistent runner, but you might have had three or four weeks off, you've gone on holidays, yeah. and then you've come back to get back into running, once again, a change in load, because you've gone from a period of under load yeah. to a spike in load. So it's, and that is a lot about just education and conversation about keeping your loads relatively consistent. And then if you do want to build your volumes, you know, maybe the 10% rule is, is what you should go by and, and whether that's an increase in 10% in time or 10% increase in distance. But just a gradual increase. Gradual yeah. increase, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, so the best thing to avoid injury as such is to, to slowly 
increase the load. Are there any other sorts of things they can do? You, you talked about strengthening. Is there any sort of exercises they can do at home? Yeah, look, absolutely. I think about, you know, running, at uh, the end of the day, it's, it's a single leg dominant um, sport you're on one leg at a time so I would be doing a lot of um, stability type exercises so strength and stability exercises yeah. and that might be as, as simple if we're looking at just basic exercises around the house maybe some single leg squats maybe some step ups um, if you've got stairs at home with weights yeah. um, and, and resistance based work um, you know, there's a variety of exercises. There's, you know, there's crab walks, um, yeah. and, and even just trying to get strong. I think just around the, the pelvic area. There's a lot of good research um, in improving if you can improve the efficiency, um, or also I suppose the strength around the pelvis. Then your efficiency of running is going to be so much better because you're not leaking energy where where you, yeah. you know you sh- um, where you are. Um, so if you if you're not holding your form when you're running and you're dropping through the hips and things like that, then you're leaking energy in those areas and not yeah. storing that energy to run further. So what would you consider an efficient gait? Um, oh, look, I, I look for, for a lot of things. I look, if, you, if we think from, from the ground up, I would be looking at someone that's got a sort of a midfoot, a midfoot strike, yeah. uh, if we can. I know as, as our distances increase, that we're, we're prone to probably go shuffle. Yeah, get a bit more of the shuffle and onto our heel. But if they're short distances, you know, two, three Ks, then I, then I think that that's quite reasonable to, to always hit mid, midfoot. Um, I look for, um, you know, high hip and high knees um, when we run. So, so yeah. exactly what you said, as we get tired, we shuffle. Yeah, yeah. But efficiency of gait is, okay, are we driving through through the hips? Um, do we have a high uh, knee lift? Um, and when we strike the ground, what I'm looking for, I'm looking around the pelvis to go, okay, is the pelvis level on impact or are we actually dropping? And once yeah. again, with fatigue, we do yes, see that, that pelvis twist and drop and... And that's um, and that can lead to just touching back on injuries before a lot of hips as well. I yeah. see a lot of people come in with sore lower backs and hips, and when we look at their loads, they're normally going too far for what their their body allows them to do from a strength point of view. Yeah, so if they could just work on the strength, absolutely, become more e- efficient. Yeah then they can um, hold strong through the pelvis for, for long periods of time. So, you know, um, people might be familiar with bridges, double leg yep. bridges, single leg bridges are quite common exercises. You know, your lunges, your squats, you know, if you can find time to do those exercises and get a lot um, stronger that way, it will definitely help you running. Yeah. So, and would you agree that single leg exercises are important because it is a single leg yeah, sport? Yeah, it's, it's a single leg sport, but it's one of those things that if... <laughs> If you know that you are quite unstable single leg, sometimes yeah. it's worth practicing for a couple of months double leg. So you can ah, do your okay. double leg squat, yeah. practice that for two months, and then go into a single leg squat. So that the, the weaker leg knows how to execute correctly? Is that kind of what you're yeah, getting at? Or? No, but also just the fact that if, if you're just so wobbly with single leg exercises, yeah. then you might be actually caught in harm yeah, than actually yeah. good so so sometimes just getting a baseline of strength first yeah um before you go into to single leg exercises but if you can hold a single leg squat um and you do have good control then then you can start there that's fine yeah yeah and what sort of just general maintenance prehab like if, if they as i know you said doing strength work but is there any sort of anything specific like just like if someone's got 10 minutes a day that they can just do sort of prehab style? Yeah, so I would look at, um, in this instance, if you had 10 minutes, I would look at a bit of variety of mobility, 
um, and and probably some glute strengthening and calf strengthening work. Yep. So um, you know when I when I talk about mobilities, uh, mobility exercises, think about almost just going joint by joint. So yep. maybe doing some ankle mobilizations, um, so sort of like some knee to wall lunges to make sure that the ankles are, are quite loose. Um, you know, any any hip mobility exercises are always good. Any lower back stretches are, are going to be good. What would what would it be? Hip mobility exercise be? Yeah, so there's things like you can do like China squats. Excuse me. Um, oh, that's you where do, you get the hips down really low. Yeah, that's exactly right. Or you can go into like a hip flexor lunge position yep. uh, with your knee on the ground and just lean into it. So it's like a hip flexor stretch. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even things like glute stretches are quite yep. good, um, and even. Even mobility, even things like um, spiky ball or sitting on a yeah. hard ball through the glutes, loosening off through your glutes is a, a great way of actually improving your range of motion around the, the hips as well. So um, I would definitely be doing some hip, mobi- hip mobility um, exercises. Um, I would be doing some spiky ball work through the glutes. I would make sure that you've got a foam roller. I yeah. think that you know every runner should be foam rolling their calves, their quads, hamstrings, lower back. Izzy, you know what I'm talking about. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, something. I, it's in the should do basket. That, yes, that's, that's exactly right. <laughs> Doesn't always happen though, unfortunately, yeah. as I'm sure many runners can understand when you, because of course. As runners, and you probably are aware of this, we just want to run. Yeah, that's exactly right. But that's what's causing the problems. So. Exactly right. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so look, I would definitely be doing your mobility um, and your stretches. And then from probably your strength, if you only had 10 minutes, I would probably be doing some single leg calf raises. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, getting your calf stronger can definitely help with Achilles um, issues that, um, that, that might eventuate down the track. Um, and I'd probably do some single leg bridges just to get, yep. to get some strength around the hip. So I'd probably touch on those two strengthening exercises yep. as well as all the mobility and foam rolling that we've just touched on. Yeah, yep. sounds good. Is there anything else that you um, think that um, my listeners would want to know about physio and about running? And Yeah, look, I think that it's just... Just back, back to programming. I mean, one thing that, that I love doing, uh, especially with my long distance runners, is, is writing their programs. Yeah. And actually, um, when, when they're competing or if you've got an event or if you've signed up for your marathon or your first marathon, make sure you've got that program. Um, whether it's speaking to someone that's uh, an experienced runner, um, yeah. sometimes they, or what they do, they offer really good advice on program design, or speak to a physio that is experienced in writing uh, yeah. programs. And, and just to make sure that every week there's just that small progressive load is, yeah. is so important than just having spikes and dips in yeah. your program. Yeah. And do you think cross training is is a good idea? Yeah, absolutely. Like I think that especially um, runners that run a lot, uh, yeah. especially need to be doing um, the, the cross training. Um, so you know things like spin bike, swims, okay. yeah. um, rowing machines um, are all. So quite yeah, I've heard that yeah. rowing machines are good. Why, why is a rowing machine good cross training? Well, I, I think that it, it allows you to still get that cardio hit yeah. that a lot of runners are after, but it's all it's. Look, there, there are legs. We know that you, yeah. you push through the legs, but it's probably not as impact. Yeah. So what, what I uh, look for, I suppose, in runners is how much impact when they strike the ground is going through their ankles and knees yeah. and hips, and they've got to be able to absorb those forces in a, when running. And how can we provide an environment that still works on their aerobic fitness that, it, that's less impact? And that's, yeah. that's yeah. why um, you know, rowing is. And so, would you say rowing trumps spin bike or spin? Oh, not not necessarily. Look, yep. um, you know, uh, 
great question. I suppose that, you know, if you're a little bit sore and tight through the quads as a runner, that you might steer clear of uh, maybe a spin bike in, in yeah. that instance. But that's probably the only reason, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And would you use swimming more as a recovery tool? Um, yeah, recovery yeah. And, and nice mobility as well. Yeah, you, know, true. you know, so many yeah. people just after a swim, they just feel looser and they're yeah. loose through the hips and uh, loose through their lower back. So, yeah, absolutely. Nice recovery, nice mobility for swimming. Yeah. Yep. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Um, no, no. Like I said, it's, it's been uh, great, great uh, talking to you, Izzy, and, and great working with you as well yeah, yeah. As, so as, as an athlete as well. For, uh, for those who don't know, um, Nicky Wind got me on to Lee as well, and he's helped me heaps with my calf issues with needling, which is one of the, the yeah. methods that you use to help athletes is yeah. Yeah, needling so and why is it that the needling works so well? Yeah, that's a great question. Look, I think that the needling allows us to uh, penetrate the muscle deeper than, say, what, say, soft tissue could do or, yep. or what your foam roller um, can do as well. So the idea behind needling is that we're um, localising uh, taut muscle uh, bands, if you like, yep. um, So and finding where there is a trigger point in the muscle yeah. And trying to pinpoint that with the needle, and what we're trying to do is elicit a twitch response. And you, you oh, know, yeah. you, you would have had plenty of those twitch yes. responses. Yeah, they're painful and, but good. That's right. And the idea is, is we're trying to restore the normal tissue length of the muscle, uh-huh. a muscle that's actually got tight in time, and, and actually trying to restore that normal length for the athlete. Yeah. And you were also talking today about shockwave therapy. Can you explain a little bit about that? Yeah. Look, it's, it's not my area of. Um, of specialty um, that I, I normally um, refer to a, a colleague of mine, uh, Caleb. Um, so C- Caleb uh, McInnes is a runner himself, and yep. he does it. Um, and, and the idea behind Shockwave is to try and stimulate a healing effect. So as I explained to you, it yep. would be quite painful um, yep. if, if we have to go down that pathway. But the idea is that... Um, is that the, the shockwave, like I said, it does elicit a, a healing um, effect and to try and promote healing and, yep. and blood flow. To so, through. yeah, I was going to say, is it through increasing blood flow? Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah the healing healing properties um, yeah. and blood flow being one of them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's some of the different ways physios can treat <clears throat> Runners, and I assume you also do sort of massage and those sorts of things. Yeah, massage, mobilisation, um, and and I suppose one of the you know the big things from a physio is the assessment side of things, yeah. and actually trying to determine the the why factor. You know, what's actually going on? Why is it actually going on? To get down yeah. to the root cause. Yeah, um, because you need to treat that rather than just the symptoms. That's, don't that's you? exactly yeah. right, and I think that that's that's important. If you just generally saw then absolutely, I think massage and, and myos and and I would you know strongly encourage you to to um, have that as part of your overall um, you know recovery strategies but I yeah. think that the, if there's an injury and it's persistent then you need to need to dive into the why factor yeah. yeah yeah and basically from what you what what I understand from what you've said is that it ultimately comes down to balancing the strength of the body yeah that's right I mean there's so much good research now that, that um, strength um, can, can really help minimize um, the risks of the now and, and something that I don't think runners do enough for. Yeah, no, I yeah. totally agree. <laughs> I think runners are a bit scared of bulking up, but I don't think that's ever going to be a problem. No, so, I don't think it is. No, yeah. And it's not. Yeah. No. Yeah. 
All right, well, thank you very much. I appreciate um, the chat. Now, where can people get in contact with you if they want to see you with any for before they start running or um, if they're feeling some niggles and that sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, sure. So, look, I work at uh, Rice Health Group. Uh, we've got two locations, um, one in Roeville and one in Scoresby, so we're based in the, um, in the southeast uh, yep. suburbs of, of Melbourne. Um, so I, I work here full time and um, yeah, more than happy to, to look after the running community. All right. Well, what I'll do is I'll put um, links for um, your the website and yeah. I assume Rise is on Instagram and Facebook and we all are, those sorts yeah, of yeah, socials. Yeah, so I'll group. put links for those. Yeah. And then if um, people want to get in contact and even if they can't get into you, there's plenty of other good physios. Yeah, here absolutely. Yeah, there. we've got yeah. quite a few senior physios now. Yeah. Um, been also working with Nikki and, and yeah. the similar running community. So um, along um, along our journey, we, we have been working with a lot of runners. So yeah, it's, yeah. It's and and I believe you're doing a bit of running now yourself, yeah, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nikki's a bit of, uh, over to running. the dark side. Yeah, that's right. So Nikki and I did... Uh, we did Oxfam actually last year. We, that's uh, right. There's a couple of reasons why we're not doing it uh, this year, including our, our team have been uh, pulled in different directions with yeah. uh, other running commitments. But yeah. I... Uh, I've never, uh, I've never done a, a marathon, but I've done 100 k's. Oh, that's, wow. that's what I tell people. So, so would yeah. you call that a progressive load? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's right. Now I was uh, training in a very progressive. That's uh, good. Glad to hear. Of course yes. you were. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for your chat, and I'm sure everyone's got a lot of information out of that. And um, like I said, if you want to get in contact with Lee, the um, <clears throat> all the details will be in the show notes. So thanks for that. No, at all. Thanks, Izzy. Thanks. Just like Luke, Lee clearly has a passion for what he does and I can tell you from personal experience that he is an excellent physiotherapist. I find it interesting that he believes, like Luke Nelson, in the importance of calf strength, something for all of us runners to keep in mind. And this could be something that you're working on during this time while there are no races on. You could be working on developing your calf strength so that you can become the best runner possible. Also, once again, my usual reminder, please don't forget to get on over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review. I really appreciate your support. I do this podcast because I really want to share knowledge with everyone and I appreciate your support. If you're thinking of getting coaching for your next A race, which could be in six months or a year, hopefully not a year, or just your next adventure, which hopefully you are planning right at this moment, shoot me an email at isabel at peakendurancecoaching.com.au and we can work together to help you reach your goals and be the fittest, best runner that you possibly can be. Have a great week of training.